On today's show, is Jairus Walker worth trading up for in the draft? How is he different than Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, and some of the other players we talked about? Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angsthead, media member and NBA channel manager, locked on podcast network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it locked on Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everyday, and subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, should the Mavericks keep the pick if Jairus Walker's on the board or should they trade it no matter what? Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use your code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, send a bunch of texts today to people uh, one-on-one talking to them about just different questions they had on Friday. Answered every single mailbag question. If I didn't, text me again and I'll, I'll respond to it. Uh, so subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The finals fiend of the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Sorry, I had to hit the mute button there in the intro. <laughs> this is two nights in a row my son has <laughs> opened the door. during. You a cameo it's- yesterday. It's way past his bed bedtime, but <laughs> I thought we were going to get a copyright thing in because he walked in with his like Jungle Book Tony thing. Oh, Disney! Don't let Disney it's get so involved. It's a bare necessity. You can't even sing it. Don't even. <laughs> oh, sorry. They're, they're litigious. <laughs> uh, no, so for the audio listeners, I, I hit the intro video, and then when, when the, we came back, Isaac was just out of frame, <laughs> just, just gone. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. On today's show, though, we're doing our draft profile of Jairus Walker. We've been doing these draft profiles. We've done Anthony Black. We did Taylor Hendricks. Uh, and now we're doing Anthony, or now we're doing uh, Jairus Walker. This one is a good one. I'm excited to do it. We'll, t- we'll do all the things we do during a normal draft profile, give you the full overview of who he is as a player, strengths, weaknesses, availability, comp, ceiling, floor, the fit on the Mavericks if they pick him, why the Mavericks should pick him, and why they shouldn't. We'll do all that today. God, you're letting it ride today. Yeah, sorry. I just... you're, you're riding that heat wave right now? Like, uh, No, the opposite. Of the, it should be the opposite of that for a Dallas Mavericks podcast. But uh, <laughs> the Celtics, Celtics go down. Uh, tough night for Bill day? Simmons. Sad day, question mark? No, 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 not sad. Um, man, go Nuggets. Let's do this. What do you got? You want to make a pick? Uh, nuggets and five. Yeah, I'm picking Nuggets five. I feel like that's going to be a a pretty easy pick. It just feels like the the heat of just like, all right, we just got past this one. All right, we just got past this one, and now I think they met their match here. I mean, Caleb Martin is the second coming of. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think Josh Green? So, hey, look at <laughs> yesterday. People liked our ESPN FS like Fox Sports. Like when we ISOed on something like ridiculous and made it a bigger deal than it was. Yeah. When we talked, we talked about Luca's uh, Luca running the stairs and him posting that about his workout. A bunch of people liked it. You want to uh, do like local local Mavs reporter? Yeah. Here we go. Well, I'm not getting into politics, so I won't do that. But um, <laughs> if you look 
at Josh Green's numbers from this past year, and you look at Caleb number Caleb Martin's numbers from last season, they're exactly the same. Exactly. What's stopping Josh Green from doing exactly what Caleb Martin is doing tonight? Nothing. His trajectory is taking him there. Mm. He will be. He will get votes next season for Western Conference Player of the Western Conference Finals. He will. He's on that trajectory. You can bet it. Book it right now. Let's do it. Count it up. Unless Josh Green has a, has a twin, uh, a shot is going to keep him from that. Uh, but Josh <laughs> Green's numbers shot. are very similar to Caleb Martin's numbers this season and last season, which is crazy. Anyway. Shout out I- to the guy who tweeted at me and said, and it was like Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent's cap numbers and said, Dallas needs to build a team like this. Like, <laughs> That'd be great. Oh this is why you can't compare anything to the Heat's roster building right Especially now. Especially right like, now. Because yeah. the Heat were talking about how they need to blow it up at the end of the season. Yes. Yeah. At any yeah. given point, any team could be doing anything. <laughs> like you just never know at any given point. Uh, last season, the Mavericks were in the Western Conference Finals. This season, they missed the playoffs. So, you never know. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Jairus Walker, though. 6'8", 250, 7'3", 7'2", depending on where you looked, wingspan. Uh, he'll be 19 at the draft. He'll be 20 by the time the season starts. Went to Houston. I'll do the thing for Taylor Hendricks because someone someone commented about Gosh, how, yes, we d- how we downplayed the competition. That you better UCF, go at Jairus Walker. Yeah, the, same. the competition UCF played against. Houston did not play against the – so if you're, if you're from the outside, you don't know how the college system in America works. They didn't play against the highest level of – of competition they played they played for houston they played against like i don't know second level third level of of division one uh college opponents and so he didn't play against a ton he i don't know if we can say that we know for sure all right he played against some really good players out there uh in this the one sentence descriptor of him is a versatile wrecking ball on defense and a skilled playmaker on offense again i take a lot of we take a lot of stuff from rafael barlow nba big board we've had him on to talk about these guys take from the ringer the athletic uh, espn and all that we compile it together and that's how we come up and then we watch ourselves and watch a lot of clips yeah. and synergy and stuff like that and then come up with these uh, but that's how you describe jaris walker i mean this guy is he is exactly what the mavericks need like, <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. be plain and clear everything that we loved about taylor hendricks i liked more about jaris walker except for the shot except for the outside shot i mean that's the only it's it's not too, it's not too far off though like it's not as far off but I, I, think- I definitely like Hendricks shot better than Walker's but I like everything else about yeah. Walker more. Yeah. Um, Jarris Walker man he's he's a lot of fun and yeah I mean if you had to put money on it I just don't see a world in which he's there at ten. Um, you know you look at some of his numbers from the combine he had a thirty eight inch vertical which was in the top ten as far as um max verts uh, at the at the combine standing vert of thirty four and a half with uh, which i think was in the top five uh with that he had the highest non center wingspan at the combine at that seven three um he's just a physical I mean, monster at his position and for the energy and motor and stuff that he has. You know, he was a a 10th overall ranked player from the ESPN 100 coming out of high school. He was a five-star recruit. He went to IMG Academy down in Florida. Same same academy. Josh Green went there. Dwight Powell went there. Cool little... Uh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, complete stud all the way way around. Even one of the things... and, And this is one of the... Um, which I'm, I'm, you know, we'll get into, you know, positive stuff. 
one of his things in high school, I like going back and looking at some of these star recruits and like their high school roles and all of that. A cool thing about him at IMG, or at least something that, uh, yeah, is he, there was there were a lot of injuries and stuff at IMG and it forced him to play point guard at his mm-hmm. size, and he's not going to be playing point guard in the league. Not at all. But you kind of, it, but it kind of makes sense though when it comes to the. Uh, he he actually can put the ball on the floor, and he actually can make some passes and do a little playmaking, um, and you know get to the rim and stuff. He actually has some moves. Um, so he man, I, I like him a lot. I mean, I, I like him when you compare him to a lot of these guys in that range. He has to be right up there, you know, right after the Thompson brothers. Or yeah, well, yeah. You look at I'll, let's just do availability here. So Raphael's big board right after the lottery had him at seventh, and the one before that he had him at tenth. So he's rising a little bit. Uh, the Ringer had him at eight. ESPN had him at five, going to the Pistons, and the Athletic had him at seven. So I think Jarris Walker's one that goes in that range, like you just said. It's probably Amon Thompson at at four. And then it's like, does Jairus Walker go to the Pistons, the Magic, the Pacers, the Wizards? Like, all four of those teams could draft him very easily. Like, I think that's a, that's a fit for all of them. And he's gonna be he's gonna be like a um, a prospect visit like workout dream because yeah. everything you hear about him too, he's just a great guy. Um, small example of that: he started every game except one his senior year in high school, and the one game he didn't start as a senior is because he gave up the starting spot. He volunteered it to another senior on senior night, the last game of the you know season. I know it's just a small thing, but it's just a small, small example of everything you hear or read about this guy. He seems like a great kid, and once these teams get him in house and see all this vertical explosiveness and everything. Um, it's going to be hard to pass him up. So let's talk about why it'll be hard to pass him up. We'll talk about his strengths and weaknesses coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one prize picks user will win a chance of becoming a millionaire. Go to prizepicks.com slash million. See how you can enter. You got to make six correct picks. How do you do that? Go to prize picks. Again, prizepicks.com slash million. I'm clicking NBA right now. They already have. Nuggets uh, heat up for for game one. So this is how you do it. Right now, you have 68 hours. So like until until game one, Jokic, more or less, 0.5 points. Do you think Jokic will score in game one? Yes. Easy, easy found money right there. Give me more on that one. Um, uh, Jimmy Butler, 27 and a half, more or less in game one. Less. Less on that one. Bam Adebayo, your new favorite player. 16 and a half points, more or less, in game one. Less. <laughs> Jamal Murray, 25 and a half, more or less. Less. Uh, do that, and then just pick two others, and you could do the, the million. Uh, if I just do what we just did right there, put down 20 bucks, and all four of those hit, I can win 100. If I put down 20 bucks and I do the power play on this one, if I play 20 bucks, I can win 200 bucks. And so on. So you can go check it out. Again, uh, use the promo code locked on 100% deposit up to $100. Again, uh, promo code locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, and every dayer. We appreciate each and every one of you. We're doing our draft profile on Jairus Walker. All right, Isaac, let's talk about some strengths and weaknesses. Again, Jairus Walker, a versatile wrecking ball on defense, skilled playmaker on offense. He just has the most amazing defensive tools that you can ever want in a modern NBA player. Great defender. He's got a football frame. Like that, that's what yeah. uh, I think KOC wrote that in the, the ringers draft guide. And like, 
you see it. Like when you watch him, you go, this guy is, he's too tall. He's six, eight, but he should be playing like linebacker somewhere. Like chasing around guys. Like he's just a big, like NBA ready already. And those tools, you mentioned the seven, three wingspan. He's six, eight. He can move his feet. All that stuff is just so, he's just so ready to defend in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, and he can defend, you know, what three different positions. Um, you know, I would put him some twos. It depends. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be, uh, at his size, he could be a, a small ball fly, five in For some sure. of these lineups. But, you know, you watch his stuff at Houston, and he just he's one of those dudes where his motor just sticks out. Like, you immediately know where he is on the floor because he's going to fly in for the block shot. He's similar He's similar to Taylor Hendricks with that as far as, yeah. like, motor, energy, going to you know challenge any shot, going to go for the rebounds. Like, he's got it with that. Everything you want defensively in a prospect and that he can switch and move his feet. Um, and he could switch on the perimeter and stuff with that. Like, that's – yeah. Absolutely. He, he's, he's just got all the, all the tools. Like, an incredible, amazing, modern tools uh, for a player. A uh, couple of strengths on offense. Uh, he's got good touch around the rim you saw him yeah. like do a little bit like he like when somebody runs him off the three-point line he'll drive in and do like a little touch floater Raphael pointed that out a couple times in his uh and he was 51 percent on post-ups this season uh didn't do it mm. didn't do it a ton but he still hit on those. can't wait to draft him and put him in post <laughs> but he he was asked to do that sometime he was asked to do some stuff at houston that like I was, as i was watching some of his clips i was like you're you're not gonna do that in the nba like, okay, no we can clean up a lot of these a lot of these mistakes and things but to, good, good touch with floaters and things like that. Like it, it's a part of his game that I think you can develop to become pretty good off the dribble eventually. Two things he is great at that he is going to do at the NBA at a, at a great at a great um, yeah is cutting and transition. Very he true. is great at both of those things, and I mean just looking at some of his cutting numbers, watching clips of him. I mean him cutting with Luca as a passer would be insane i mean i mean dude would get lobs dude would get layups left and right and Trying to imagine the, him it, with Jokic. <laughs> yeah and if the mavericks like got up and like wanted to run a little bit more him playing with Kyrie, like him in transition dallas literally hasn't had a guy like him no i mean he he's not he's just more springy more explosive than a maxi dorian these guys that we've seen at that position you know f- for dallas i mean it, he would I can't imagine him, like, like him in, in you know, American Airlines Center. He would just like rock the house, him in transition and, and everything. He absolutely would. And he's just like a big body. Like we said, a football player, like big body guy, but he just he can run. And like the way that he would jam would <laughs> just like that would take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, couple other things. Lob threat, 66% around the rim. Uh, he can pick and roll, pick and pop. He can kind of do both of those things a little bit. So he's got a little bit, a little bit of that in his game. I don't know how much he would do that in the NBA because of his size. But if you're playing him at a small ball five, then you want him to be able to do that. And then also a little bit of he's, he's pretty good ball handler as a four uh, at like at that size. Uh, like you said, he played point guard in, in high school a little bit and had to do that. But Raphael pointed out he just does a little bit of everything. Like he just does all all the things that you want him to do, like you want a four to do in the NBA. Yeah, and, and before somebody listens to this and dismisses the, you know, 66% around the basket, you know, and all that are at the rim, like, that's a really dang good number. Um, you know, I, I wrote down that. That's something, you know, I actually look at that number a lot when I'm looking at, you know, prospects and stuff, and, and I look at, 
you know, their size. I look at a guy like Taylor Hendricks. I'm like, all right, if you get to the paint, can you finish like at your size? Like, you know, you're not an initiator. You're not isoing it out and saying break down a you know defense or something. But can you finish at the rim to where a guy like Hendricks is like average around the rim? Jarris Walker is really dang good at the rim. So like that that's that's yeah. that's another slight difference. Is and honestly, I do think it goes back to that small little antidote about him in, in high school that he had to handle handle the ball a little bit more. He had to play out out of this position. That, Just those that reps. Story, yeah, and that story we hear, you know, we've heard a million times about Anthony Davis being having yeah. the growth spurt and everything in high school, but before the growth spurt, he was playing point guard and all this stuff, and it allowed him to, you know, just be a little bit more versatile on the offensive end. And I'm not saying Jarris Walker's Anthony Davis, but I'm just saying <laughs> you can you can just tell he's a little bit more comfortable with the ball and finishing around the rim uh, compared to some of these other guys. That's just like a pure three and D guy defensively we've kind of touched on some of them just with the tools but like he can step out and guard pretty much anybody like i just saw there i watched a bunch of just what synergy counts as his defensive possessions and some of them were just his man had the ball and stood and looked at him and said no never mind and then (laughs) passed it somewhere else because you just can't drive at this guy because he like is just so big uh i think you can get past him a little bit like there's if you're a quicker guard like a smaller quicker guard you can get past him but you know at, at a three or a four in the NBA, like that's kind of what it's kind of what you get anyway. Um, yeah, but just to, I mean, defensively, he's he's just got it. Like you said, all the stuff around the rim and getting out in steals and just the incredible wingspan, he has it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, can we go ahead and get into some comp stuff? Because this is where I'm going to talk about a little well, bit more let's, defense. Let's do weaknesses and then we'll do some comps. Okay, weaknesses for me just comes down to a shot. Uh, yeah. I like Hendrick. I mean, I keep on going back to Hendricks, but like I like very you know Hendricks. I like uh, Cam Whitmore's shot. I just the, I'm not as confident in Jarris Walker's shot long term, um, or it becoming a yeah. I just I, I'm not a huge fan of the form of it. Obviously, yeah. get him in a gym, get him with a team, and let's you know figure it out, make it more consistent. Um, but yeah, I mean, for him, that's the only thing that I think is keeping him from being a. I mean, I, I think if he had Taylor Hendricks like form and percentages, like I think he would be like pick four. Like I think he would wow, be right yeah. there with like the Thompson twins. I think that's the only thing that's holding him back. Sixty six percent from the free throw line last season at Houston. Uh, mm. He did shoot thirty four percent from three, which is like not terrible. Uh, and he did get hot in a stretch and hit like you know, 50% of them over a four or five game stretch or something like that. Raphael pointed that out. Uh, and as I was watching his, his shots, like I watched a bunch, a bunch of his shots. Uh, every time he took a three, if it was an opposing announcer, like they're, they're away game, they'll go, he can shoot that shot. You know, he can shoot the three. It was like, everyone was surprised that he, that he could, he could hit that. And uh, it didn't look, it didn't look natural. So they were, everybody was, had to be surprised at that. Um, yeah. His shot is just slow. It feels like really stiff to me. And yeah, like you said, you, they have to work on it for sure. It's it's not broke. I yeah, want to say broken, that it's, yeah. it's it's not like it's not broken or it's not like, I mean, I like his shot better than Anthony Black's shot, and I love yeah, Anthony right. Black, but it's, it's just that that is the biggest weakness if we have to pick one, right? For me, yeah. Um, coming up, let's do our comp, our comps. Let's compare him to some players across the league that we think he plays like, and then we'll talk about the potential fit with the Mavericks if they decide to go here. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into uh, Jairus Walker, 
comps across the league before I get into another Twitter war with somebody complaining about the oh the this the Heat making the finals makes the, what the Mavericks did at the end of the season just look even worse. Like, if I Wait, to, is somebody saying that? Yeah, Tony Jones of the Athletic, <laughs> and then of course Matt Moore, no. Matt Moore, our friend, retweeted it because he's he's like the biggest proponent of the Mavericks quit on the season, which, hey, the, people not understanding math just, for that is absolutely incredible. Be mad about the Mavericks being bad. They were bad at the end of the season, like, and quit. They quit the last two games because they were bad a lot of the season. Like, what? Okay, so, and like, they, they weren't going to go to the finals just because oh, they made the play in. Like, they were going to lose to the Nuggets. Okay. Oh my gosh! Me, I get I get, me, I get so wound seconds. up. I get so wound up. Every We're doing this quick. right in the middle of a Jared Swagger draft profile. Somebody's gonna watch we this are. after the Mavs get him on draft night or something and be like, "What are these guys talking about?" All right, give me thirty seconds. The 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 play in truthers out there who are claiming the Heat as one of their own. I'm like, guys, Miami had the seventh best record in the Eastern Conference. They would have been in the playoffs no matter the play in or not. Like. We don't have oh, no, to sit there. No, no, I'm not. I'm not letting you ISO to go anti-play in right now. <laughs> it's just like don't Stop. act like they're the tenth seed anti- and be like, Jeff you know, without the play in, they wouldn't be in, in right there. Now. Bull crap! They would be in the playoffs oh, either way. Right, let's go back to Jarris Walker because I will not. I will not allow you to just trash the play in like this. The Mavs have Jarris Walker. That you know they would have made the playoffs. And... <laughs> they had Jay Crowder. Uh, all right, comps. He looks his just like physical appearance, his his like wingspan, his height, and his hair looks exactly like Isaiah Stewart in Detroit. Like beef <laughs> stew. He looks exactly like him. He doesn't play He's like He's quicker him. though. He doesn't play like him at all, but he looks exactly like him. That was my Honestly, first that was my first one as I was watching him. I was like, I just can't get over how he looks like beef stew. <laughs> I have I have one comp that I go to that I mean, for all these guys through here that we're doing profiles on. I just can't get past this comp, and it's Aaron Gordon. Like, yeah, I had less bouncy Aaron Gordon as well. From, from, but, but I think he, I think he's really bouncy. Like, yeah, but nobody's as a, bouncy as Aaron Gordon. True, true, but it's just even like looking at the career arc that Aaron Gordon went in of, like, he comes into the league, he's super athletic, you know, he could put the ball on the floor. They're trying to figure, they're trying to force him at the three, but like. Also, outside shot, like he wasn't. And then look, he goes to Denver and he finds his spot. And like everything that they're asking him to do in Denver, yeah, is is like the peak version of Jarris Walker of the energy, the defense that Aaron Gordon's playing, the small ball five, little ball handling, your, yeah, little ball handling, getting out in transition. The hey, his shot has become consistent enough to where it's an yeah. a, a, actually a threat. That's what Jer- like. If I'm Jarris Walker, I'm watching Aaron Gordon, and I'm saying this is my spot. And I think if any of the teams up through there, like, I think Indiana is a perfect fit for him. And if yeah, I'm Indiana, sad, but yeah, no. If I'm if I'm Indiana, I'm saying, all right, like he's not getting past us because he's going to be our Aaron Gordon alongside Halliburton and these guys moving forward. A Miles Turner, Jarris Walker. Front court like makes me sad because oh it's great I just yeah. would, I want that on the Mavs so bad. Uh, I also I also had thick OG. <laughs> OG is a pretty good shooter he is though. Like, he is like OG because like OG can do stuff off the bounce and like and drive, but he's not super good at it or ISOs or anything like that. Uh, he probably shoots a little bit like OG probably shoots better than than Jarris Walker, but like the defensive stuff is right there. You can see it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, strugg- I struggled with comps on this one. I mean, I, I wrote down, like, I think his floor could be, like, what Kaminga is now. I thought um, about, yeah, I thought about Kaminga, too. It, it's a hard comp because he's not just a 3 and D guy. Like, he's not Taylor Hendricks, like, and he's – but he's – but, like, I mean, yeah, I naturally thought of Isaiah Stewart, too, but <laughs> – just because you know hair and like the athleticism and blocks it's and built, all that stuff, exactly like it. But he's quicker and he can yeah. he can put the ball on the floor and stuff too. But he's not an ISO guy, so it's like not three and D because he doesn't have like the knockdown shot. But he's not a self creator either. But he's like, but he's not also he's not a gimmick either. He's not a just a, a football player you just throw in and unleash. He's not that. So it was hard for me to do comps outside of Aaron Gordon and like a Kaminga. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Jade McDaniel's are kind of the ones that we throw in there. He's mm. he's bigger than those guys, but like stuff around the rim, like the way he defends. Uh, Vanderbilt's like the, a good one. I yeah, I, I, I had Vanderbilt one. for Hendricks too. I think I think it matches. Here's two that I had like. You think about them on the lower end, but think about them when they were good in the in okay. the NBA. James Johnson. Okay, yeah. And Markeith Morris. Okay, I want to say Markeith Morris has always been a pretty good shooter, but uh, uh, yeah, he he had been a better shooter for sure. But like just everything else, <laughs> everything okay, else was since, about that game. Since you're doing that category of like think of them when they were good, <laughs> but but it's not good. Could you do like a rookie year Montrezl Harrell <laughs> yeah kind of I mean Montrezl Harrell doesn't sh- didn't shoot at all so th- that's a big difference but yeah you because you get the, the long arms like a six eight you can kind of see him playing athletic some yeah but uh the ringer had like, Larry yeah. Johnson taking taking it all the way back dang grandmama I mean that's high I mean that's a, that's a high mark I mean Larry Johnson's pretty dang good yeah I don't I, but, I don't I don't see that as much because I do they I have another one on there uh Oh, it was like uh, Chuck Hayes or something like that. No, sorry. <laughs> I feel like they bring that one out every every year. Somebody is Chuck Hayes. Well, I tweeted tonight. I'm like, dude, they're gonna they're gonna add a no Carl conference. Landry. Sorry, I get them confused. Carl Landry was was no the I'm ringers not, no. the ringers other one. I don't like the Carl Landry one. <laughs> I tweeted out tonight. I was like, they're gonna have like a conference finals Caleb Martin as like a oh yeah. As a comp person on there for some guy that averages nine points a game in the regular season and 25 in the conference finals. (laughs) Um, uh, Future role. I wrote down the exact same things I had for Taylor Hendricks. I think that he, you know, is like a starting three or four eventually and a small ball five for like your next 10, 12, 15 years. Like he, he's just, he's going to be an immediate starter. And like he'll for the Mavericks rookie year, he would start at some point. I'm a little more confident in, in Jairus Walker that he would start than Taylor Hendricks. But I think at a certain point in the rookie year, maybe not to start the season, but eventually he would work his way in because he would just be that impactful. It would Everything for him would come down to the shot with sure. how much he played uh, because you know that they could have a Maxi on the floor in that same spot. Maxi's, you know, has shown that he can hit a shot. So um, for Jairus Walker, that if you're going to play alongside Luka especially – uh, at the four spot now if you play like small ball five you don't have to because you know you can get away with like one guy on the floor not making shots but we all know that Dwight's gonna be back as a starting center so if Jarris is sorry Nick didn't catch that um, sorry I'm somebody retweeted the uh the Jalen Brown clip with uh <laughs> Taylor Rooks where he said he's gonna win five rings <laughs> oh man by the year he said it was by the year like Dude, people are digging up stuff <laughs> We got Hornets tweets of 
Caleb Martin getting waved. And I love these nights when teams get eliminated like this. They're just like all time digging stuff up. Sorry. Future future role. I mean, it's the it's the four spot. And for him, for sure. if he knocks down the shot, it's the starting four spot. And it's the Aaron Gordon rule that Denver you know, has him in. Uh, roster impact to me. He boosts your wing depth and adds a lot of size to it that you, that the Mavs would desperately need. But I don't yeah. think he I don't think he fixes it. Like I don't think you're walking into next season with Reggie Bullock, Josh Green, Jairus Walker, and Maxi, and feeling good about your like three four rotation. Yeah, that's not your solution. Uh, no. You still you still want another like proving guy in there. But like you're looking at the role Dorian played and saying, all right, can we get a more athletic, more explosive? Um, younger version of that and that's yeah. that's jairus walker but yeah you definitely need another one and can we equip him with the same jumper that they eventually equipped <laughs> dory <laughs> finney smith with um all right let's let's do the end why sh- why should the mavs take him i mean not to go back to it but it's because nico and them are watching the nuggets right now and they're saying man it's so good to have guys like him <laughs> like Aaron Gordon and KCP and he just fits that mold. Like everybody needs those type of guys. And you know, he's not going to be the garden point guards. Like that's why you need the Josh greens and Reggie Bullocks of the world. But Dallas needs size and strength at the wing wing spot. They need a guy that's in that six, seven, six, eight, six, nine range. Uh, like Jairus Walker. And if they're sitting there at 10 and Jairus Walker's there at 10 and they take Walker, then you know that they're trying to pair him as the Aaron Gordon for the Mavs alongside Luka Doncic for the next years to come. Absolutely. And you're looking at these teams, especially the teams that have had success in the playoffs recently, say, okay, you need at least one elite defensive player. You're looking at like Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, Aaron Gordon, Draymond Green, like just start naming them, like Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, Derek White. Let's start naming teams that you need at least one elite defensive player. And if the Mavericks think that the only way they can get it is through the draft and to draft somebody and say, okay, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, the year after that. I mean, Herb Jones was was really good year one. I, I could see him having a similar kind of impact that Herb Jones did his rookie year. But if, if the Mavs need to add somebody like that, and if they think the only way they can do it is through the draft and he's available – then go for it. I, I don't. I don't think they should take him to trade. I don't think they should trade up to get Jairus Walker. Like I. I don't know. If no. the, you don't have. An, yeah. You don't have enough, and you don't have enough time really to to do that. No. Like if you had time to do it, if it was last year, then yeah, do. If it was last year, like heck yeah, do, do it. Do it then. But this year, they just don't have time to do that. Uh, why the Mavs shouldn't take him uh, if they think he's going to go on a on a Kaminga career arc. That it's going to take time. That it's going to be, he's going to have moments, flashes, um, you know, his v- trade value's high for a bit. But, like, hey, it's going to take time. But, man, in the long run, he could be a really valuable starting four for us. That's why you don't, because you don't have time for that, like you said. You need a guy that's going to be guaranteed. If you stay put and you draft a guy in the top ten, then you you have to have a guy that you know is going to be yeah. in your rotation for 25 minutes a night at least that a guy who can play in the playoffs and if you don't think he can be that this year that's why you don't take him especially if you don't believe in the jumper early on right like if you think you have to rework the whole jumper and you gotta tear it down to the studs like i don't think that but maybe they think that then you can't do it um and if he slides i kind of like at this point i'm kind of like okay if he slides a 10 then maybe there's something wrong (laughs) maybe there's something wrong with him because it seems like 
teams have or like but but some people, people i mean higher. we were joking about this earlier about like man i don't think he's gonna be there at 10 somebody's got to slide to 10 so like right i mean right. we we know this group of guys go to nine you know you kind of after three if you count the thompson twins and then you're looking at whitmore and taylor hendricks and anthony black and jarris walker like this gets you Brady to pick Dick. nine <laughs> yeah this gets you to pick nine and then right after that i would say you have the grady dick case and wallace a couple of those other guys um so, you know, we've been saying this. All it takes is is one team in that top nine to say, "Hey, let's let's take a chance on Casey Wallace or a Grady Dick," and then one of those dudes is falling. It can it, it could be a Jarris Walker. Walker. Speaking of Grady Dick, that's our next draft profile. We'll do that on this. What that would be Thursday's episode. Yep. So come back on Thursday tomorrow. We'll do more. Uh, Trade Let's do talk. some trades tomorrow. We got some trade. Talk I've been, to I've do. been working on some new notes of uh, who says no type of pod. So well, I'm ready for it. We'll do that tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.